everyone. Welcome to the Royals Rundown. I am your host, Jacob Milham. Before we get to today's show, thank you to Royals Review, who makes this podcast happen. Please go follow them on Twitter and on Facebook at Royals Review. That is a great way you can support us. And of course, check out all the great work on RoyalsReview.com. You can always find up-to-date news and analysis on anything Kansas City Royals. And it would not happen without my first guest tonight. He is the editor of Royals Review, Max Reaper. Max, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, Jacob. This is going to be our last podcast without uh, baseball that counts. So that's I know. It is is absolutely crazy. Um, We saw like the the all-prospects lineup today against the Chicago <laughs> Cubs and I think that really cemented like hey the the season is almost here we need to start changing our mindset and hey all of these stats and all these expectations we've been talking about for the past month they all reset on Thursday it is it is crazy to think that opening day is this week it is going to ramp up so much and if you want to keep track on all of the, the the ramp up and all the different things going on you want a new perspective on it you gotta go check out the writings from david lesky who's on the show tonight david how you doing tonight sir i'm good um really ready to not care about a spring ops um <laughs> you know, not not that i i mean i guess i cared i don't know i'm ready to be done <laughs> So I, I want to ask you both, which is which is the least important spring training stat? Is it ERA or is it batting average? Can I say yes? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Max, why don't you break the tie? <laughs> I, I I feel like batting average because I, I remember there was a we were debating at one point a couple years ago, Salvador Perez getting off to a bad start. Is the OPS is like or his batting average is like one eighteen or something like that? And he went like four for four that day, and it's like okay, well I didn't like. 280 so he's, he's, he's well, such a small size it just it goes up and down like in a, in a couple of days so and, that's true yeah so we'll be a bat for the royals in in spring it's like 41 at bats or something kyle isbell i'm guessing like yeah come on <laughs> it's it's such a small sample size it's ridiculous and then i go over there i look at zach granke's era it's like oh yeah he's he's been doing pretty good this season all right and then an 8.4 era like i mean come on it's all it's all about the eye test I was wrong. It's Framil Reyes. He has 43 at bats. So Ooh, how, how me off. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and David has been eliminated from the podcast tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, one place that David won't be eliminated from is his substack inside the cr- crown. Yeah, words. All right. <laughs> and you can look, David, the past week, you've almost been putting out something every single day, haven't you? Yeah, gearing up. Um big season, right? I mean, yeah. we got to get ready and, and it's fun. I mean, you guys can attest to this when, when the off season at first, you're like, I've got all these great ideas. And it's like November 12th. And you're like, I don't have any more ideas. I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> and so when spring training comes, it's really fun because there's things to talk about. And then you get to this point and you're like, I'm ready for the season. Cause I'm bored of spring training. Yeah, Max, isn't that how it how it is? Like it felt like it was I was so excited for the first two weeks of spring training and then I was like, oh, all right, I'm I'm kind of done with this now. Yeah, and it doesn't help that there hasn't been a beat writer at the star that's covering the team. I mean, or the athletic. I mean, yeah, athletic. I mean, you know, Andy Rogers is is kind of 
doing more than their fair share of coverage, but uh, there's only so many stories. And of course they're coming from the Royals. So it's, you know, you're not necessarily getting anything too critical of the team, but uh, yeah, it'll be nice to get these games going and then maybe a little bit more to write about some more quotes, at least from, from the guys. So that'll be well, great. The other team would be writer. Oof. All right. Yeah, we are. We're struggling. Listen, I have annoyed the athletic enough. I've sent in Kevin O'Brien's resume like 15 times to them. I've nominated him so many times for that position, but they just won't listen to me anymore. Um, But one person that Royals fans should be listening to, of course, is David at Inside the Crown, which he is running a special right now. Um, You can go subscribe and support him. And for twenty seven dollars a year. I I don't want to I don't want to break that down into like daily numbers because I feel like you know I should be having in the arms of an angel playing behind me like for for 12 cents a day you too can support a Royals writer somewhere 7.4 cents a day Thank you very much for yeah. 7.4 cents a day. You can support David as he writes. Anyways, look, $27 a year. It's 25% off through next Sunday. So please go check that out and just go check out the writings. But guys, we got enough Royals transactions to talk about. So let's go ahead and hit the big shark. What how, how, what were we all thinking with these three relievers that, that got sent down to Omaha? Josh Stalmont, Josh Taylor, and... Richard Lovelady, all guys who I thought had pretty good shots to be on the opening 26 man roster. But here we are like Max, what were your initial thoughts on those three moves? Uh, it was mildly surprising. I think Stalmont was the one that kind of surprised me the most just because, you know, he's an established reliever. He's been on the team the last four years. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, 2021, very effective reliever, but um, it's probably a good thing that, you know, he's not given a spot just kind of just be based on, you know, what he did a couple of years ago that he's kind of, and, you know, look, he had some injuries last year. He wasn't very effective. He struggled with his command struggled, had some high walk rates. And I imagine we'll see him back pretty quickly. I mean, they've talked a lot about shuttling guys in and out and I don't, I don't think he's going to be gone for long. The other two, uh, I think it's a numbers game, really. I mean, they've got a lot of lefties already with Araldus Chapman and Amir Garrett and Ryan Yarbrough, who I think is going to be in the bullpen. And so you probably don't need that many lefties, especially when you don't have a, you know, a a lefty, uh, you know, lefties have to pitch at least three uh, against at least three hitters. Um, So less of a need for them, but I imagine we'll see them up pretty quickly as well. And and also they missed most of last year. Taylor missed all last year. Lovelady missed almost the whole season with injuries. So maybe you want to see them kind of ramp things back up again. But uh, I don't know, David, you, you may have a different, uh, view of 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 because uh, I, I know Love Lady's a guy that really looked good this spring. Yeah, I mean it, it was surprising because you know they, it's tough because do you look at spring results? Do you look at um, the whole picture? I don't, I don't know. I I don't know exactly the best way to build a team. Obviously, um, I was surprised though. I mean, Love Lady didn't didn't walk a guy. Gave up like four hits in nine innings. Didn't give up a run. Struck out ten or maybe it was eight. I don't know what it was, but it was more strikeouts than innings. No walks, no runs. It was a really solid spring. What I thought was interesting, and it was the first time I thought he might not make the team, was on oh gosh, I guess it was Friday. Um, it was the webcasting. Jeremy Guthrie kept talking about his low velocity, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's setting up the Royals not keeping Lovelady on the roster. Because he's saying that he was going like 86 to 88 at times, and he'd get up to 93 and and back. And I don't know why they would lie about that. Um, 
I mean, I know it's very difficult to track velocity when when you're not at a stat cast park in spring training, but if Lovelady is throwing 87, it's great that he's getting hitters out in spring training, but he's not ready. I mean, he's just not ready to pitch in against the twins and blue Jays and Braves and whatever lineup they face in April. Um, so that, that, that's kind of what was not surprising about Lovelady. Stamont, two things. One surprised me. I just thought he was gonna make the team. I mean, he wasn't bad. He had walked some guys, but he was pitching pretty well. He seemed to be okay with the pitch clock, all that. But I think what, well, the two things that it shows one, um, they believe they have a 13, 15 man bullpen and the roster only allows you to keep eight. So some of those guys aren't going to be in the big league. It's just the way that the, the roster math works. And two, I tweeted this too. It's a different regime. And it, it, for one of the things that I think, whether they're right or wrong, this is an example you can point to, to say, Hey, this is different. This is a different group. This is a different, this is a different way they're handling transactions because Josh Dominant was never not making the roster with Dayton Moore and Mike Matheny in charge. He just wasn't unless he was hurt. He was never going to triple a and he's in triple a. And, and I think, um, I think that says a lot um, about how they're going to handle the roster. And again, about how, what they think of their bullpen and what, how many guys they think they have in it. And it's just, it's, it's the modern game. It's what the Rays do. It's what every team does now. What every, every professional um, successful team does is they have a bunch of relievers and some of them are probably too good for triple a, but they're there because there's only so many spots. It, it does make me wonder too, with the love lady, I, you know, he's a guy that had Tommy John surgery they uh, non-tendered him, took him off the forty-man roster, but he—they gave him, you know—he signed a minor league deal. It's like, okay, well, you, you know, you guys are going to do right by me and add me back to the forty-man when I'm healthy, and and that seemed to be kind of the arrangement. But I do wonder if he doesn't make the now that you know he's not going to make the team, they're going to need a forty-man roster spot in almost all likelihood. Uh, they can clear up two roster spots uh, for Fran Mill Reyes, and it sounds like Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to make the team. But those can be all cleared up with uh, Diego Hernandez and Jake Brents hitting the 60-day injured list. But they're going to need probably one more because I imagine either Matt Duffy makes a team yeah. uh, or or they're going to need it for like a Jose Briseño as like a third catcher. Some or other Matt non- Beatty. What's that? Beatty, Beatty is the other guy, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's going to be another, another roster spot they're going to need to kind of open up. And so – I don't think Lovelady. I, I would. I certainly wouldn't designate him for assignment. But you have to wonder if he's on the outs, and they've got all these lefties and in, until already, um, and he is throwing eighty-seven, and maybe they feel like he's not progressing the, the way he, they, you know, he want they want him to. Does he become a casualty of the roster? I, I don't know. So I, yeah, I'm curious to see how they handle him. I, I tend to think he'll be back up with the team here in the next couple of weeks because I'm sure we'll see guys shuttled in and out, but you do have to wonder a little bit how it into this roster on the lefty thing real quick. You also have to factor in Daniel Lynch and Chris Bubich too, right? I mean, don't that they might see one or both of them as relievers. And if that's the case, I, I, until you said that I hadn't thought about love lady being traded or DFA or whatever, but that's possible. I guess, I guess that's not, I mean, if, if they're when we, if, and when Daniel Lynch gets healthy, they think it's seven to 10 days. We'll see. We've heard that before and it's been longer. And we've also heard it before and it's been seven to 10 days. So um, we'll see about that. But if, you know, if Bubich is pitching well, because it sounds like he's going to make the roster, it seems like, um, and they need room for somebody, there's another lefty in a bullpen. And that, so yeah, that's a really good point. And Evan Sisk is on the way. They got for Michael A. Taylor. 
Um, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. And of course, Asa Lacey will be a big league club all year. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lefties. You're right. Tiska's still in camp, I believe. I, I, mean, I think Andy Rogers mentioned him as a dark horse to still make the team at this point, which would kind of surprise me. But um, I guess, you know, there, there's always seems like there's one or two roster surprises for the other. Yeah, they're very weird. Yeah. I I think the only roster surprise I could see so far would be Brasenio, honestly. Like, we all, I know I at least, I was super surprised when Fermin got option. I kind of had him like Sharpie markered in on my list. I was like, okay, he's going to, he's going to make the team. He's got to be the depth, but I'm, I'm going to put you both on the spot. Like, why would the Royals carry Brasenio and not Fermin? Uh, David, do you mind starting us off? I don't know the answer. Um, okay. Other than they, they, if they want to have a third catch, well, a second and a half catcher, we'll say, <laughs> and Salvi's going to play five days a week. Melendez is going to play the other days and they don't care about Briseño sitting on the bench and maybe getting in once every two weeks, but they want the emergency catcher. I guess that, that would be the reason for me is that they don't want Fermin sitting that much. Not that he's like a big prospect or anything, but they want him playing. Um, otherwise I'm not really sure, but he's been impressive and, and I've heard really good things about what they, what the pitchers feel about him. So um, yeah, I mean, he's a possibility he's there and, and you know, non-roster guys don't have to get sent out in any kind of time. So yeah. It's very difficult sometimes to to gauge, okay, well, that guy's still there, so what does that mean? Sometimes, most of the time, it's nothing. But there are times it's not nothing, um, and I think that would be the rationale. Okay. All right, Max, what do you think? Yeah, just to get a piggyback on that, I mean, they're, they're carrying a few extra guys in Dallas for that series against the Reef, just in case someone gets hurt, you know, a third catcher, just so they can kind of hedge their bets, you know. So I don't know that he's going to make the team. I, I still kind of think he's a long shot. But, you know, Bersang, I, I think it's for what Lesky said, like a third catcher is going to sit a lot. And I think they feel comfortable having Bersenio sit. And for me, it's a guy that they want probably had to, uh, to play every day. Um, now, my feeling is for means upside is probably a backup catcher. And it's okay for him to learn at the big league level how to be a backup catcher, especially when the starter is Salvador Perez, a very good player to learn from. So, you know, at this point, I would probably call him up and, you know, and also you He's already on the 40-man roster. You don't have to open up a 40-man roster spot for a third catcher. So, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what they do. If they, I, I kind of think they'll be – I thought they'd be looking for a trade. Um, I know it sounds like Cam Gallagher and Mabrice Valoria are both going to make the Cleveland Guardians roster. I thought maybe one of those guys requiring them would have made some sense. Uh, maybe they're on the phone trying to, you know, pick up someone else. Uh, maybe they're just going to go with Salvi and MJ Melendez. I mean, that's a possibility. Uh, but uh, I, 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 it's kind of, I'm a little confused on how they, they've said they wanted a third catcher. They had a pretty good, you know, internal option and they're not using it. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we'll see in the coming days though, how this, uh, how this all shakes out because, and both, both of you, please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm expecting, you know, we're going to have the final, the final opening day roster kind of set by close of business Tuesday. Like that's what, that's what I'm expecting. Um, Max, am I, am I crazy for thinking that? But I, I don't know. So in the past, they, they've like held the, the roster till like an hour before game time. And this year it seems like teams are releasing their rosters really early. So I don't know if something changed this year. Um, but I don't know, David, do you know 
No, that, that's actually a question that I had for you guys. Do you remember them? Is this the first year that they've had like the whole opening day starter thing? Like, on yeah. Monday? Okay. Yep. I'm like, am I just forgetting this? Because last year was, like, it hasn't been normal since 2019, but okay. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I feel like there's, should probably know this. Um, but I feel like they need to have the roster set by Wednesday. And I'm trying to remember, I remember being at the gym the day that they they released the roster last year and Brady Singer was in in the bullpen. Yeah. And I, I feel like I feel like JJ was on six ten maybe that day and announced that stuff. And I was like pretty surprised about a few things. Anyway, I I think it was the day before. Um, but again, it, it hasn't this is the first normal spring training in four years. Yep. So I there are a lot of things that I may just be remembering wrong because it's been a while. But I, I think it's Wednesday, which means if the deadline is Wednesday at noon, the Royals roster will come out Wednesday at 11.59 and 59 seconds. I mean, that's <laughs> just what it's going to be. So whatever the deadline is, it's going to be one second before it. And actually maybe after, because maybe it gets sent to the league at the deadline. And yeah. then we don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, we have to tweet it out. So, you know, but yeah, I, I, so they're going to have two exhibition games in, in, against the Rangers in Dallas on Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday is going to be an open workout uh, for the public at the, at the K and yep. I'm at, you know, who, who comes to that? I mean, it's probably going to be the good, that's a good point. They make the team. They may, maybe have an extra catcher, maybe an extra guy just in case, but I imagine are that's going to be six. Are they doing a taxi squad this year? Do we know or not? Um, like, like they wouldn't have it at home. home. But, this this is the first year in so long that is yeah. it that is kind of normal. I don't know. I don't know about tax squad this year. Hmm. I would it's, think not. I don't know. That's a good question. I would assume not too, but and, and they wouldn't have it at home anyway, so that won't matter. But I'm just I'm just curious if you guys I'll, knew anything. I, I was about to say call Lindworthy and figure it out, but that's uh that that's uh he's still a beat writer. He'll know. <laughs> <laughs> True, he's just on the other side of the state now. That's it. He standings quite a bit. <laughs> true, they got true. they got destroyed. You said twenty four to one. Oh my after. gosh! <laughs> and they and they yeah. put out this beautiful graphic for yeah. it too. Yeah, good <laughs> was, for them. Yeah, those great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, hey, while we're still talking about pitchers a little bit, Max, I do want to ask you specifically. Um, Ryan Yarbrough had a pretty had a pretty rough go today against the Chicago Cubs. Like there, there's really no other way to put it. Uh, he he went for three innings. He got. You know, three earned runs. He didn't walk anyone, thankfully, but two home runs. It's going to make for a for a rough day. I I have not been super impressed by him this spring training. I have felt good about a lot of pitchers. I've not felt great about Ryan Yarbrough. Are you worried about him at all? I think the only worry is that that he's not ready to go to begin the season. He's like he's he's, he's dealt with some. I think it's general soreness. Uh, you know, so and he's been limited. You know, he he didn't really get started till late in camp, and so. Uh, you know, is he going to be ready to start the season? We'll see. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be pitching a lot of really important innings, in my opinion. I think he's, you know, they've talked about him as a bulk guy, which to me, that's the guy that comes in when the pitcher, the starting pitcher, you know, gave up five runs in the first. And, you know, he pitches the, the middle innings uh, in a game that's already probably a lost cause. So, you know, not a whole lot's going to be expected of him. And if he stinks, he's on a one-year deal for not much money and they can always let him go in June. So I'm not... Of all the guys on the team, he like he's kind of the, the least important. I mean, I you know, <laughs> guy and, and he's a decent pitcher. I think when he's healthy, uh, but he he seems very in, inconsequential to the Royals this year. 
David, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm agreed. I mean, I think that if you're counting on Ryan Yarbrough, um, just be done. It's over. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it, my guess is he's going to throw if he's if he's healthy all year, he's going to throw 95 to 110 innings, and 91 to 106 of those are mop up like meaningless, whatever. Now he'll, he'll, I I think he'll probably get a handful of starts and he'll pitch four innings here and there when they need, when they're down seven to one in a third. Um, He's uh, my, my big prediction. He's going to get one save this year, throwing three innings in a 12 to two Royals win. Um, So there, there's that. I, he, he's just not, not of all the pitchers on the staff. He is probably, no, I don't think probably he is the least important to the future of the Royals. Oh, because yeah. the other two options are Grinky and Lyles and Grinky's going to come back as many times as he wants. So maybe yep. he'll be back next year and Lyles is on a two-year deal. So Ryan Yarbrough is the least important. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Ryan Yarbrough. You are Mr. Irrelevant of it. the 2023 Kansas City Royals. Congratulations. All right. Well, hey, we're, we're already talking about the 26-man roster. So let's go and focus on this bullpen a little bit more because – uh, between the three of us, I think there's about two open spots in our predict- predictions right now. Um, I know I had Love Lady and Stalmon penciled in um, to the predictions. I believe David, um, you you're in the similar predicament. Mm-hmm. And uh, Max, what what did you have for your bullpen predictions? Were was it Love Lady and Stalmon and Taylor in there, or what did you have? I had Love Lady out just because of the numbers, and he had option an option left. Yeah. Uh, so- Let's, let's, let's go over this. It's Barlow's a lock. Chapman's a lock. Yep. It sounds like Dylan Coleman is a lock, although I think that was probably, he probably had a, you know, have a strong spring or at least a decent spring, which was a little wild this, this, this camp, but I think he made the team. Yep. Amir Garrett's a lock. So that's what, four. Um, y- Ryan Yarbrough, if he's healthy, is probably is a lock. That's five. Yep. Uh, and Carlos Hernandez, I think we've all agreed, it looks pretty impressive. So that's six. So I got I have Taylor Clark as my seventh, and I'm I'm kind of struggling to come up with the eighth. I'm guessing it's Ooh. Colin Snyder, but I know Lesky's been hyping up Ryan Weiss. Yeah, uh, and it wouldn't be. And I saw him pitch yesterday. There was there was he didn't there was a whole lot you know against the Dodgers uh, that he could do, but um, yeah, he looked okay. Uh, so I don't know. I, Colin Snyder is kind of my I guess option, but I don't know. I'm kind of up in the up in the air about that. David, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I originally had Taylor Clark out, and I thought that was really interesting because, um, you know, last year there were long stretches that he was their second best reliever, and yeah. he's the guy who, and partially because he started camp late, because he's another guy with a with a slight injury. Um, I thought it was really telling about their depth that I couldn't really find a spot for him on the roster. Um, sounds like they're going to find a spot for him, so they congrats, they did it. Um, so I think he's, he's in there too. That eighth spot. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go. I mean, Jackson Coar is still a possibility. I don't think he's going to make it Ooh. even though he's been optioned. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, remember Kyle as well got sent out, sent out of major league camp and then was on the big league roster. So yeah, whenever that was a couple years ago, um, I don't think he's going to make it. I don't, I don't think they're going to bring a non roster guy just because of the 40 man roster issues, which eliminates Nick Whitgren eliminates Mike Myers, eliminates uh, Krisky, who's actually, they, they seem to be pitching quite a bit. I don't quite get that. 
Um, and then Ryan Weiss, who Max, I mean, I, I, you mentioned him and I, I've, I keep hearing from guys, his slider is nasty. His slider is nasty. He's throwing upper nineties. Um, it's interesting, but also there's only so many spots. I just don't know what yeah. they're going to do. So to me, it's, it's probably between Foss and, and Snyder. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that, that Snyder's had a really, really good spring. Um, apparently his, He's he's hitting upper nineties. His slider is filled. It's more of a sweeper now. Um, he's another one who's worked on on the shape of his slider a little bit. So I my guess is he's rewarded for that. Um, okay. My guess was also that Josh Domont and Richard Lovelady. <laughs> so what does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, our our guesses right now are kind of are all kind of out the window. I think we're all on that same slate right now. Our guesses for the opening day roster are kind of the same as everyone's NCAA brackets for March Madness. <laughs> Every we're we're just starting over right now at, at this stage. I I am going to go Quas over Snyder personally. Um, I. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't have a great reason. I I like Quas a little bit more. Um, you know, so I think that he does have some of the advantage in the metrics. But like you said before, David, they they don't play in a stat cast park during spring training. So there some of these metrics that we rely on to create our opinions, we, we just don't have right now. So I maybe we're gonna see a lot more action during these two um, exhibition games against the Rangers. You know, will we see some, some metrics from there and can we make some last minute predictions? That's what I'm counting on personally. Um, I, I think that Snyder and Quas are on similar ground though. At least I wouldn't be surprised either way. It's just about favorability at this point. So that means it's going to be Jonathan Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Max Castillo, but okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, um, before we get out of here, I do have a random question for both of y'all. So for some reason, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night, but I had a dream of where I was sitting next to. Um, wow, I'm blanking on his name. I interviewed him on here, our brand new announcer for, Jake, for Jake radio. Jake. Yes, Jake, you would think I would remember him because of my name. But anyways, I was sitting next to him and I had to talk like Fozzie Bear for an entire game for some reason. I, I, I don't know what, not just the voice, but like I had to use the same like phrases and and things like that so it was uh it was a lot of waka waka on like home runs and things like that which i think would be fun but david i do want to ask both you and max if you had to call an entire game as a fictional character what would it be so my answer is such a cheat answer um but it's harry doyle i mean i i i watch so i watch major league every year before opening day I just love it's my favorite movie. I love it. It's it's my tradition. Um, yeah, I, I I would say Harry Doyle, hands down. Um, yeah, no question. All right, it's a, it's a cheat answer, but it's the answer. <laughs> it, it, it is cheat answer. Thank you for recognizing that, David. I'm okay, no, I'm okay. <laughs> doesn't bother me. <laughs> it, no skin off your back, Max. <laughs> what what do you have for an answer? Well, first of all, I, I, in case anyone uh, hasn't it doesn't remember the show or hasn't heard of it, but there's a show about a Royals announcer, uh, a comedy by the name of Brockmire. I don't know if you guys have ever checked it out, starring Hank Azaria. So good. Uh, 
he stars as a former as a disgraced Royals announcer because uh, he creek uh, I think he has a tirade in the booth uh, or breakdown in the booth, and he kind of has to redeem himself in the minors. So it's a very funny show. Hank Azaria, very talented comedic actor, but he uh, also is known for being on The Simpsons. I'm a huge Simpsons fan, uh, so of course I would have to have a game done in the voice of Homer Simpson because. Anytime, like Cal Eldred or had, goes to the mound, <laughs> the Homer Simpson do, and I think that would be per- perfect for the way the Royals have been playing the last couple of years. Both, both good answers. I'm going to go with Max's though, David. On Fort, I, I no, think I, that would be a lot more entertaining. <laughs> I, the reality is, I'd rather do it as Denny the whole time and, and see how much I can offend him. But you know, that's. <laughs> whatever hey you know what that that is for another time <laughs> david b- before we get out of here please you know pitch pitch the listeners on inside the crown why should they go subscribe i have a small child daycare is- <laughs> oh, oh my gosh it, it, it is it is actually true daycare is very expensive we can do a whole podcast on the ridiculousness of waiting lists for an infant yeah. room <laughs> it's a year they, they leave it a year How, anyway um but <laughs> my my uh, th- th- look I, I like i love writing about the royals i do it every almost every day during the season break down the day before um the the paid subscription it's not you're not going to get any co- extra content which is not the best selling point obviously to do it but you're eligible for giveaways i have tickets throughout the year my wife makes a ton of really cool um royals themed glasses and t-shirts and stuff like that I'm going to get a lot of, I'm going to get some stuff from Royals Authentics this year to give away. Um, I've got opening day tickets, although by the time you listen to this, they might be gone already because I want to give people time. It's a Thursday afternoon. I want to give you a chance to, to take the day off work. Um, but yeah. And, and then uh, paid subscribers get to comment too. Uh, that That's going to be the, the package that you wouldn't get if you didn't pay. Um, but I mean, honestly, the giveaways are, are what I think, make it really worthwhile. I think there's really good conversation. Probably going to open up chat. I don't know if you guys have been on a Substack chat at all. Um, they have chat rooms that are, oh, cool. um, some of them can be weird. Um, but yeah. I was like Molly Knight does one on her, on her Substack, which I can't think of the name of, but, um, she gives prompts and they're really fun. So I think I'll probably integrate that at some point. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's a, you know, a chance to win a bunch of cool stuff, go to games with parking passes. Parking's expensive. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, honestly, you win one set of tickets and you've paid for like five years of membership. So it's, it's worth it. I think it's a good deal. And plus, if you look, if you don't, if you hate babies, then don't subscribe. If you don't hate babies, then subscribe. And that's what it comes down to, really. Put that on a T-shirt and sell yeah. it, all right? <laughs> but again, uh, the subscription price to Inside the Crown is $27 a year. Right now, it does go back up to its normal price of $36 a year um, following next Sunday. So if you want to subscribe, please go check it out at insidethecrown.substack.com. Um Max, David, thank you both so much for for joining me tonight. And again, to all the listeners, if you want to see some of the great work over at Royals Review, please go follow Royals Review on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, Max, David, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? I just I'll say I subscribe to David's newsletter. It's a regular read for me, and it's highly worth it. Especially, well, like I said, with no with no not many beat writers on the beat. I mean, David does a great job. Uh, covering the team, breaking things down. So 
I highly, I highly recommend, uh, at the very least, uh, subscribing to the newsletter, but definitely you want to support good, good work as well. Cool. And I, I was going to say, this is, this sounds, sounds cheap now that you've said this already, but I was going to say, go to Royals Review every day, like seven <laughs> times a day. Because, love I mean, it's, it's, it's just bangers every single time, honestly. And, and I mean, I mentioned the chat room on subject that comments on Royals Review, oh, yeah, yeah, they get crazy, but like, I, I think back, like when I wrote on Royals Review, it was really, it was such a cool experience for me because I, I mean, that's, Max, you, I know you were the same way when you took over Royals Review. It's like, that's where we read about the Royals in like 2005 or whatever it was. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the, one of the OGs. I mean, it's, so yeah, that definitely on Royals Review. That it is. Well, hey, thank you both so much for coming on the show. I hope this is the first of many this season. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Go Royals!